Welcome to Popscorn and to our review of the Daredevil Netflix series. I am your host, Mike Owen, and of course, I'm always joined by Mr. Darren Guthridge. Hello. Hi. Oh, that was weird. Not sure. I oh, know. <laughs> Very odd. So, this is a bit unconventional, because we're reviewing a TV series rather than a movie. But, to be honest, it was, for many people, a big 13-hour movie. It was for you. It was for me, because I... Oh, excuse me. I absolutely sped through it, because I was hooked. I loved it. I know that's a little bit out the gate with the review stuff, but Mm -hmm. I, I, I enjoyed it so much. I took my time. I got it done in a week and a day. Um, started on the Friday, finished the following Saturday. Um, I think I got it done in two days. Jeez. Because the, the night it came, I was at work the day it came out, but the night time I've powered through the first five episodes, then I watched the rest the next day. I can't really complain because of the speed I played through Game of Thrones. Um, but um, I liked it too. Yeah. That's Bye, good. everybody. <laughs> no. Having said that, I do have a lot of thoughts. Uh, a lot of things there was like... Hmm. Well, should we start at the start? Which is a very good place oh, to start. You, yeah, now let's start in the middle. Fuck it. No, fuck that. Um, so it's kind of from the get-go. Like, the tone and visceral fine style of Daredevil is really good. Like, really good. Yes. Like, incredibly um, good. Like Surprising in how, how liberal f- they were with mm. violence How and far it goes is really good. So, Knowing that this is in the same universe in which... Not only are we going to have a giant robotic army taking over the Earth led by James Spader, yeah. but also, in the far-off reaches of space, there is a tree and a raccoon going around shooting things. You see, I even forgot this is in the exact same universe as God in the Galaxy. Wow, okay. Um, How good is that? I know. Um, you'll notice... I need to tell you everyone quickly about my favourite thing to do whilst watching Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, in the entirety of the opening credits, there is no mention of Disney anywhere. Yeah. I have not got a single fingerprint on this thing. It's ABC says, stores, uh, Studios. Yeah, it does say Netflix and Marvel, mainly. So. Yeah, but Disney... Mm. Yeah. So, but because I know this is a Disney-funded thing, my favourite thing to do is wait for something bloody and violent or sadistic to happen. Yeah. And then you said, ooh, Disney! Um, <laughs> over and over again, with varying degrees of the tone... Like like, in a certain fight against a certain ninja with a certain hooks, chain, sword, dagger thing, it was more of, oh, Disney! <laughs> Disney! Um, but yeah, that was my favourite thing to do. Uh, By far my favourite thing to do. It's good. Daredevil. I think just racking up the body count in this friggin' series. Yeah. This was, considering that no one's really died in the Marvel movies, who has died? Even if Coulson and... Coulson and came back. Coulson and Samuel Jackson were both back up and running. Oh, no Thor's mum. Thor's mum's definitely Fit. dead. Frigga's frigged. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who else? But that's about it. Is that really it? Surely not. No, well, surely. okay. Obadiah Stane's okay, dead. The bad guys. The bad guys are dead. Notwithstanding. But even then, Loki's not dead. We're not entirely sure Red Skull's dead. Um, I don't know. He kind of had a severe case of melty face, which was ironic. Yeah, true, but I mean, we're not entirely sure he's dead, yeah, and Winter Soldier's still okay. They could definitely pull something out of their arse if yeah. they needed to. But in terms of main characters, no one's really died. That may be about to change Avengers, but in Daredevil, everything is... Um, There's at least a few every episode, we'll put it that way. Everything is permitted, nobody's safe. Like, people I thought, they're definitely going to make it to season two, or at least on the season finale... No, no. Yeah. Get episode seven. You know, whoa, okay. Um, so that kept my entertainment up. But this is my only real major criticism. Go on. I do think there was a lull. Around about episode nine until the second to last one. 
I think it lost its momentum. I think there was a, a very severe... Ever since the ninja fight, in whatever episode that is, mm-hmm. the, when Foggy finds out at the end, there is a noticeable... Oh, sh- whoa, okay, we're dropping spoilers. Okay, cool. Oh, do we not put out a spoiler? We oh. didn't put... Oh, well, okay. Um, from a certain... Do you want to bleep me out and then I'll put in... <laughs> spoiler alert! When Foggy finds out... Okay. After the ninja fight, I think that episode onward until the finale, there's a noticeable kind of shift down in momentum, pace, things at me. Just kind of like... I wasn't never bored... But I was noticeably less, like, excited. Okay, fair enough. I went from watching three episodes a day to watching one and then not even contemplating. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to bed now and watch the next one tomorrow. But then you watched the last couple of episodes, you're like, yes, 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 yes. Because it was, yes, 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 yes. Even yes. the second to last one, I still think it was a bit like... Oh, no, I think I think it, it did... Finale? Yes. <laughs> All yes, every yes. But <laughs> there was a lull, and there was a lot of... Uh, again, just to get movie criticism out there, because then we can just praise openly. Go on, then. Um... Disappointed with the lack of courtroom stuff. Okay, fair enough. There wasn't a lot of courtroom no. courtroom stuff specifically, but there was a lot of investigation, which I really enjoyed. A lot of journalism, which was weird. Yeah, uh, but a lot of investigation, a lot of like mapping things out and thinking yeah. about the structure of things. I think that's why it's a minor criticism. I just, yeah. I, I would like to see because there's only this, really one scene in the courtroom in episode two. Pretty much, yeah. This series was a better Batman than any Batman we have ever Batmaned. I think that's a fair... Right, you're about to compare it to The Dark Knight, and I'm going to tell you, don't go down that path. I'm not going to compare it to The Dark Knight. In terms of Batman. Batman, who does detective work. Yeah. Not Batman, who sits in a garage and sulks. Yeah. That's what The Dark Knight Batman is. I can give you that, yeah. He um... sits in a garage and sulks, occasionally with Michael Caine behind him. Sorry, Michael Caine behind him. Michael Caine. Yes, uh, he does do that. In Batman, and this was more of a detective show. There was there wasn't really a mystery since we knew both sides of the coin, which was unique because again it gives us that kind of that window in that we know things that Wilson Fix doesn't know, and we know things that Matt Murdock doesn't know, and it mm-hmm. it did lend that kind of like oh when is shit gonna hit the fan? We know it's gonna go down at some point, and that was a really cool perspective to put on it. We didn't go entirely from Matt Murdock's point of view, no. which was good. I think that was a, re- a really nice way, and it kind of pays off because of how good. I mean, having only seen Charlie Cox in one other thing, that thing being Stardust, um, I didn't know how good he was going to fare as Daredevil. Turns out incredibly well. Having seen Vincent D'Onofrio in a lot of other things and knowing that he was excellent, and going, "This dude is excellent," I was then like, "Dude, this dude is excellent," and I was happy with that. Right, Charlie Cox, all with you. I liked how. He was a very, very tonally different superhero to anybody else we've ever had because he's very solemn. He's very, mm, like, he's very muted. direct. I would say, yeah, which was good because, like, you get a lot of because obviously, like Thor, you get the theatrical theatricality of it all. Iron Man's very kind of like, yeah, I'm Iron Man, screw you. Uh, Captain America's all like, truth, just the American way, and See, Hulk's all like, I'm gonna punch you. I think if you're gonna compare him to anybody, he's he's a little bit similar to Captain America, who's very stoic and very. This, it, it's but, less po faced doses now. It's less like trying to ins- like like freedom isn't fear. That's not that was that's Captain America. Daredevil's more like if you I'm giving you a chance to run now. If not, you're gonna die. He has a shade of grey to him that Captain America lacks. Yeah. Captain America is very black and white. Um, and it and it, it was definitely more in the vein of you have failed this city. I found that's why I can openly compare this series to Arrow and go. You know what? There's a lot that these two. Yes, series share which make Let, them let's, good. Let's leave that talk a little bit later because I want to dive into that. Bit. Okay. Charlie Cox, I believed him as a blind guy. That yeah, was, it was really well as a blind guy. Um, 
I liked that it was never really ignored that he was a blind guy, but yet he wasn't very much... Can, can I just say one thing that annoyed me? Go on. How the child playing child Matt Murdock, how yes. all of his lines were, I can't see! It's like, yeah, it's called Daredevil. Hold on. No, but, I know they have to get to that bridge in order to cross it. Wait, are you saying after he gets splashed in the eyes by acid and all he says is, I can't see, I can't see, yeah, I can't when see? Yeah, no, right. no, 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 no. Michael, when that he, would be no, no, a natural no, no, reaction. No, no, when he gets splashed in the ass, eyes by acid and says, I can't see, I can't see, and then it kind of like, that's the end of the flashback. It's when it cuts to him in the hospital, like, weeks later, and he's like, I can't see. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you can't. Well done. He's a traumatised ten-year-old. I know, he's going but to be shouting that he can't stupid. see. Anyway, let's get back to other things. Quick bit of trivia. Yes. Um, in the original comic books, the oil spill didn't only create Daredevil, it created somebody else, or some people. Yeah. people. Well, they're not people. It was also the same uh, acid spill that led to the creation of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. A little bit of a tidbit for you. Dinate on that one if you want. Um, so, yeah, Charlie Cox, all about it. I like that, yeah, like I said, he was never obviously, like, the blind thing never got ignored, but it was never, like, well, it was made fun of, but, like, jovial. It wasn't like anyone was taking the piss out of a blind guy. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't, it's, you you didn't, you have kind of forgot about it almost. It was just so naturally done. It wasn't like, oh, but I can't see. He's not like, walking into walls like it's a free studio movie. Yeah. Or he's like, all the time I'll smack yourself with the stick they, they, um, he does kind of like I, I do like the way that Foggy Nelson rags on him for it though I do mm-hmm. enjoy that it's kind of like fuck you're blind and you always know when the beautiful woman walks into the room I like that that kind of stuff is good <laughs> yeah he played it very it was a very different performance from everything so it might have been my favourite like character portrayal of a superhero movie, of a superhero person but it was very different I can give him that now Vincent D'Onofrio I've gone back and forth on a lot of times. It was a good performance. I'm not taking anything away from that. But I I can't quite put my finger on what it is, but there was something that meant I couldn't enjoy the character to what I expect a lot of other people have to the extent they have. I don't know whether it's I have a vision of what Kingpin is in my head and this wasn't it. He wasn't playing. I don't think he ever actually gets called the Kingpin. Nope. He's just called... Wilson Fisk. Yep. Um, he never puts the white suit on, which annoyed me slightly. Um, I was thinking, when Daredevil gets his suit, he's going to fight Wilson Fisk in a white suit with the purple shirt. Um, so, maybe he'll go on to be the kingpin that's in my head. But, oh, yeah, obviously. But that being said, it was very interesting how he did it. He was almost childlike. Yeah, I was going to say this. Room. I thought that the, the whole... The whole temper tantrum side of him, I guess. Yeah. But I really enjoyed the way that that was explained and how that was set up. And it shows you that he's just kind of, he is, he can be a calm, collected and conniving businessman. But when he needs to, he has his little tantrum. He can and, be a monster. And yeah, and blood has to be yeah. spilt. And that was cool. I really enjoyed well, that. I think. Now we are going to have to get into spoiler territory to talk about certain bits. Okay. Soon. Well, we're, I, we're well, going to scare anything there. There's still a few more things we can we can do. Yeah, I was going to say we'll scare um, anything there, but we won't well, get to spoil Speaking of skirting, I think there's a very thin line between unsettling and jarring, and some episodes Vincent D'Onofrio would be unsettling. Like um, most of his early appearances, you're still trying to figure him out, and he's very you don't kind of see the vulnerable side of him until Vanessa becomes more of a yeah. of a. Of a a character in his life, um, and that's where the childlike stuff comes from because he's like very. He has a very simplistic mindset. It's he, 
you might think that he has some grandiose plan, and he kind of has like a, I want to buy all the property and make it good, but his reaction stuff is very childlike. He's very, I love her. It's not a deepened, I love you, I must protect you. Um, <laughs> he doesn't say it like that. He should. But then sometimes... Vincent D'Onofrio, acclaimed actor. But nothing. I love you. <laughs> I'm keeping my throat like you. Um... Oh, Daredevil, oh, I like you. Um, oh, I feel alone, look at the painting. <laughs> black Country Daredevil. Yeah, Best. everything's better with Black Country. Um, don't blind you. <laughs> don't go see anything, can you? Everything's I've got. Um, point, Darren. See, I was trying to make a very good point between that. unsettling and jarring, and now I've just gone into stupid impressions. But sometimes the change would be very jarring. Yeah. Like, where he, the, the one that comes to mind he's very spoilerific so we're going to have to give a spoiler well, warning well, well we'll talk about it in a minute alright we'll get to that in a minute but yeah, there's one which is very jarring but let's let's move on so we can give everyone who wants to avoid spoilers kind of the yeah, overview of the characters sure. um, Foggy I, I was going to say Foggy was surprisingly good mainly yeah. because I expected nothing of the Foggy character because like do you, nobody reads a Daredevil book and goes I wonder what Foggy's doing this week like <laughs> yeah that, but, that, that, that would be like opening up a Tony like a Tony Stark <laughs> open up an Iron Man book and go I really wonder what the Stark engineers are doing. What's Jeeves up to? <laughs> Jeeves? Not Jeeves. Jarvis, Jarvis. sorry. Um, yeah, that you are right on that. But I think, had it been a movie, they would have downplayed the Foggy character. But I think, oh, God, yeah. with how limited the cast was, there's not much to it, to be fair. I mean... Which is good, but you do get a lot of stuff between uh, Foggy and, and Matt Murdock that was yeah. awesome. Like, the college years flashback was really oh, cool. Oh, the episode where Foggy... Yeah, yeah, and they have all that stuff. That's that's tough. good, um, and just just generally, just kind of the whole like, how long have you been practicing law? What time is it? Nine a.m. About seven hours. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that. That was good. Um, Karen, uh, I, I I will say did a good enough job, but wasn't really my focal point for the series. See, but I did appreciate how she got stronger over the series. I think Karen was the surprise of the entire series, really? which I liked to the character. Fair enough. Yeah, because like I said, she, she went from like, uh, to like, strong woman, especially in one of the later episodes when she does Which we'll talk about, thing. yeah. You're like, yeah, she's like, kicking some ass. Which is good. She's like, even, like, just as equally much as the driving force as Matt Murdock is for a lot of the things that go down. Certainly between those three, because there's the the weird triangle of their relationship between Foggy, Matt, and, and, and See, Karen. See, I don't think there was I... much of a... Because I know in the comic books that Karen Page is kind of Daredevil's... It, it's, yeah. Love? I, I suppose. But yeah. that's not played up at all. I think kind of like the, the way that they want to take it from... Like, Karen in the comics um, really wouldn't fit into this universe now with the Karen they've got. No. Because one of the most famous stories involving Karen is that she goes full-on druggy and sells uh, Daredevil's identity for drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't said that. She's the right type of thin face that she could pull off meth. Yeah. <laughs> meth. Maybe once. I'd put that on my CV. <laughs> Say perhaps to drugs. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I really liked her. I liked her more than I liked Rosario Dawson. I kind of felt like she really got lost in the shuffle between yeah. so many good, strong characters. She was just kind of like, she was in a couple, she was like, the first time we saw her was pretty good. And you, you get to see the kind of like, I help people the real way and you just kind of like yeah. throw them off buildings and shit like that. And that was pretty good. And mm. I enjoyed that. And then 
as it progressed, I was like, I'm caring less and less about you. I think she was a 2D character that didn't have enough time to flesh out in a world full of 3D, very complex performances. I'd like to think it's because we kind of know where she's going to fit in in the rest yeah, of she, the TV she's universe. she's going to be a crossover person. Yeah. She's going to very much be that type of She's person, the so. Coulson of this yes. TV universe, which is good. That's what you need. You need somebody to no go between No Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cameos. That's a little bit of a bummer. It'll happen eventually, I'm sure. Also, the thing that I called for the last episode didn't happen. We'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I... I, I, I she kind of fell that, in love with Daredevil and then fell out of love with it. That whole thing that, happened that was like very quickly. Like 20 minutes. Just kind yeah, of like, and I was like... Do we need that? And the bit where she apparently fixes Daredevil and then disappears just because they couldn't bother to get around so I don't know for that day. <laughs> yeah, she was here. And even though you're still, like, comatose, concussed and bleeding to fuck, she left. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna go Sorry. Let's go work on some guy called Roy. <laughs> um, it's funny because people are left in comatose states after fights. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Anyway, that's the weird thing about Rosario Dawson as Claire Temple, I think. Yes. Name? Yes, Claire Temple. Is that she was the only one lost in the shuffle, even though there were like shit tons of guys on Fisk's side of the coin who were surprisingly really well fleshed out. Like, yeah, surprisingly. Like, like, like not- Leyland Owsley. Yes. Was a character that I expected you to come in and go like, um, from do the Wall Street thing and then leave. And he was in every episode, even if he, he was, was just to say like, dude, why am I always arriving late to this shit? I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. I like how they're going for the whole yeah. aging, not aging mobster, but you know what I mean. Essentially, uh, uh, like, and Gay was also the Chinese lady was also aging. She was very old. Who um, was probably the bit like served literally just to be mysterious and Asian and to set up Iron Fist. So that was cool. Alongside, oh, is she going to be? We'll, we'll probably talk about it. Okay. Point, I mean, but like, it's um, set alongside other mysterious Asian man, you had to have a mysterious Asian woman. Yeah. Um, even the Russians, even though they were like, you, yeah, you know, your, your first level boss, they were they were good. Um, and then the, we'll have to get into that in spoilers. Yeah. In um, Wesley, we haven't talked about Wesley yet. Oh, I loved Wesley. I like Wesley. He I was, Wesley was a great character. He was the best red herring. Oh yeah. In a long while, because I was like. Yeah, this is all. Wesley's going to be the true like. Because I, I was thinking, right, they're, they're doing Kingpin so vulnerable and kind of outside of one or two random acts of violence in the first few episodes. I'm like, he's kind of sympathetic. So I was like, there has to be a bigger evil at play. And I, I pinned it on like, yeah, Wesley's going to be the dude. But that turned out not to be true. No. So without giving anything away, that turned out to be like, yeah, that's not Wesley. It, it turns out that Wesley's actually just really damn good at his job. Yeah. And was genuinely entertaining to watch, which was yeah. awesome. Um, who haven't we talked about? Um, is it a spoiler to talk about a certain character on the good side of the coin? The other blind guy. Not the other blind guy. We know about Stick. Stick oh, was Ben awesome. Urich. Yeah, Ben Urich. No, it was not a spoiler. Oh, okay. About ben well, Ben Urich's in it, and he was pretty good. He looks like an old, old, old bulldog. Like, his facial yeah. features genuinely resemble a pug. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like, this big droop around his entire face. But like Ben Eric ben did do a lot to to kind of like the motivation of the good characters. And I really yeah. enjoyed it. I felt the kind of my wife is sick was kind of tagged on. Yeah. Is that a comic book thing? I don't think so. As as I, I could have done without that. I suppose it gave him a bit of a tragedy to him, but yeah. He's on a, he's in a dying medium anyway. And, so. and I will say the episode with Stick is my favourite. Easily. The episode with Stick. I love that episode. If just for the blind guy on blind guy fight in the apartment, that was sweet. We haven't talked about the best fight scene yet. We'll talk about the best no. fight scene in a minute. Um, yeah, Stick uh, Stick was kind of there for one episode. It was 
and it was it was cool. I, I, really cool. I had no real lasting um, impressions of him. So overall, before we dive into spoilers, let's just give an overall kind of yay or nay. Yay? Yay, obviously. Yeah. I don't um, think there was any doubt we were going to say nay because okay, this then, is still an just, MCU production. Just to give people kind of a point of reference, in comparison to the other four... Oh, we're so blessed. I know. Four TV superhero shows on at the minute. Which is technically six if you count Constantine and I, Zombie, but we don't. Um, have you seen Constantine yet? Yeah. Is it good? It's actually okay. I haven't got round to it's it. It's not I don't know where it is. To be honest, you can kind of skip the pilot. Okay. Oh, plus Agent Carter, we're apparently getting later on this year. Yeah, hey. Oh, syndication. Yeah, sweet. I haven't Most seen. Most people it. I haven't, I haven't it seen anyway, it yet. So. Is it good? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, anyway, yeah. In comparison to Arrow, Flash, Gotham, and Shield, where would it rank? On a say? par with Arrow, easily, easily. Like it's. I'll put it this way: like if you enjoy a more, not serious, but the more grounded. Oh, I'd call it serious. It's yeah, it's serious and grounded, and I hate the word gritty, but god damn it is. Um, yeah. And it does it so well. Like when you say, "Oh, they're going to be like do like the gritty underworld of the MCU," you, you, like everyone just kind of rolled their eyes and oh, they're doing the gritty. It's like, no, seriously, they do it well. It's they don't gritty. fuck about. And it's ain't brilliant. nobody flying. Ain't nobody got laser beams. This is guns, punches, and knives. Yeah, yeah. Whilst the Avengers are going up against robots trying to take over the world or Loki, at the end of the day, there is still real crime happening, and uh, that's what you I get. I do you hope there's the a Daredevil crime. cameo in. I hope it happens. Just even if he just flies past and. Um, I'm, I'm hoping. It I was going to say. I was going to say Matt Murdock looks at them. I was like, can't do that. <laughs> you can go. Huh? <laughs> I think. It's, I think it's going to happen in Civil War. More than anything else. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's going to happen in Civil War. Um, yeah, I, I see. I've not been as high on Arrow Season 3 as I have been. I don't think it was as good as Arrow Season 2 because there's been no superhero TV show that can touch Arrow Season 2 so Fair far. Um, so if, in terms of where we're currently at, I'd say it's above Arrow Season 3. I'd probably say it's on par, if not above Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I, I think, I think it's better than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think I've. You haven't. Oh, have you kept up with it? Yes, I have. Okay. And I still um, think it's better than Age of the Shield. I don't know if I can put it above Flash. I'm really enjoying Flash. Oh, Flash is great, but this uh, right now I. Think, I think they're two different shows. I think it's fair. Yeah. Because like Flash is very jovial, even in comparison to Arrow. I think the level of enjoyment that you'll get out of either series is comparable, as in like they're on a par. Yeah. But you watch Arrow and Flash for one reason because it's a bit more traditional costume heroes mm-hmm. and you watch Daredevil because holy crap shit goes down I think the most annoying thing is that season 2 is at least two and a half years away yeah that's disappointing we're going to get him in the de- in the Defenders and he'll probably cameo in the other shows I would imagine wouldn't be shocked because as a lawyer he has the most potential to be like the crossover guy between um, Jessica Jones Luke Cage and I, by the way Jessica Jones is filming now so I think we're getting it for the end of the year hopefully because I imagine that's not going to be as effects heavy as as Probably any of the other three, I would imagine. I think Jessica Jones will be considering a power set. But didn't she like shy away from using the powers in the Alias comic? That's the point. But we all, we know that by the time of the end of the series, like now we've got a Daredevil, there will be a traditional Jessica Jones. Right. Probably not in costume mm-hmm. or a variant of the costume. I would say because when I said we've got a variant of the Daredevil costume right now. Oh, that's what we haven't talked about. What do you think of the costume in the end? Um, Both of them actually. Well, I guess I guess this isn't a spoiler because this is out there. Yeah. Now, yeah. No, I like it. I think I think this this bit. I mean, I know this is a uh, not a visual medium. He's pointing to his cheeks. Essentially, yeah, just the bit by the cheeks where the the because I love the whole bottom chin thing because I love that from Captain America one, um, but it's just this bit here that just puts me off. I think if that was more solid and less mm. like literally elastic, yeah, 
I think it would have been well, bang I think on. And it, obviously it doesn't have the DD it, yet. No, but it you're dealing with a, a street-level dude who's going to have to be, you know... Um, he can't afford to have such a flash. Because, I mean, yeah. Captain America ones were designed by the government, for Christ's sake. He had some kind of slow guy in a... Oh, was Betsy a reference to anything? So is, is yeah, his we'll, vein we'll come into it. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I also liked it. The eyes were a bit funny. I, didn't, I, I, didn't really, I really like the, the, the horns fear. are a bit thin as well, yeah. but whatever. They've got time to do they a have. version 2 of it, which we'll see for Defenders. I'm I sure really liked the Man Vert Fear costume. Yes. The Black Ninja one. I didn't think cool. I'd love it as much as I would, but like cool. every time he showed up, just like... I was a little bit sad to see it go. I was like... I mean, I, I was thankful for finally getting a dead of a costume, but I was like, that's a cool outfit, man. Because yeah, every time he showed up in the Ninja Headband, you were like, oh, oh here we go. <laughs> I'll give you that. Whenever you saw Daredevil turn, it was like, right, stuff's going down there, shut up. <laughs> okay, we're now going into spoiler waters. Yes, um, I don't have to remember everything I wanted to talk about that was a spoiler. Um, right, should we start mm. with the violence and the levels of violence? Fucking violence, man! Dude throws his head on a spike to oh, avoid, oh, avoid talking about Christ. Wilson. Things like you should have just killed Poor me, fam. Oh. No, 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 that was bad. But the fight with the ninja with the hook sword chain deal going into like, I mean, like undercutting into his rib oh, cage. God. I'm oh, like, God. oh. Yeah. There's one mm. shot where right. If you haven't watched it, I implore you to go and watch this and don't listen to the sports part. But if 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 not. Right, he's fighting ninja. The ninja's got like a Nobu, and you mean of the hand because the oh, hand. Oh yeah, the hand. Yeah, yeah. Um, no mention of Electra though. Not yet. It's gonna happen. I imagine that's a season two to hold up. Yeah. Um, I think that's why they maybe didn't give him Karen Page or really. Well, well apparently Dawson. there was already a reference to Electra, but I must have missed it because I I watched it back and I'm fairly certain there wasn't. I didn't pick up anything. Anyway, um, yeah, he's fighting a hand ninja. And the hand ninja's got like a dagger with like it's like a normal dagger, but it's got like a hook part to it. It's on a chain. And he's cutting the shit out of Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock is beat to fuck at least twice that I can think of, like where he's on verge of death, yeah. when he's found in the dumpster and when he's fighting the ninja guy. But the ninja guy's going to town, he's cut, like, head stuff. And there's a bit where you think he's not the ninja down, but the ninja's really just, like, trying to get some distance. He throws the chain, it circles Murdoch, and then the hook gets stuck in, like, his abdomen. Yeah. And then it just drags him along the floor. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Disney. Oh, Christ. I was squirming like a little girl. Oh, man. And then that and that ninja subsequently gets set on fire, which was yeah. sweet. Then, early on, when it, this is when I was like, because right, you heard the headbutt spike, and I was like, that might be the height of violence. No, because yeah. no. then, almost like five minutes afterwards, Vincent D'Onofrio just crushes a dude for a car door. Yeah, he decapitates a and dude. And then you see him on the table with yeah. no head. <laughs> It's like, it's whoa, already <laughs> stumped. Oh, Disney. Oh, oh Disney. Um, yeah, violence was pretty fantastic. Yeah, just, oh, that was one thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. The, the, one of the jarring things that Kingpin did, that was like, oh, that was a bit of like a... It was when he's talking to Ben Yorick when them two finally meet at the yeah. end. And he's like, I didn't come here to talk to you, I've come here to kill you. And then proceeds to go from like, I thought it's going to be like, you're just going to warn him and then he'll fuck off. Yeah, I thought but that then, was going to happen. <laughs> then he kills Ben Yurick. So Ben Yurick appeared and died. Yeah. And we had an entire funeral scene for Ben Yurick. I was like, I was certain he was going to make it to series two. Same thing for Wesley. Yeah. I was like, Wesley's making it. Isn't there? Not campaign, just shoot his ass. <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> a cross. That's, I think, it has the Game of Thrones quality of like, you can never be 100% sure. I think I was like, only Matt Murdock, I am 100% certain he's getting out of this series alive. Because I was like, I'm not even sure Fisk is completely off the table. 
I was like, it seems like a bit much that he'd go out and kill like his best but one villain, who I'm going to get to his best one in a second. Yeah. Um, in the first season, so I'm kind of happy he's still knocking about. And it was kind of implied that he's going to have the world's best lawyers. He's probably not going to go to jail properly. He'll be out. Then um, again. Then again. You never know, but I imagine he'd be... Well, no, what actually happened is he went to goddamn jail. Well, no, he went to jail, but that was like a... He, he said he's going to take a year to get the trial together. Yeah. So, from post-defenders, he'll be out, I imagine. Oh, yeah, God. You're not going to keep him in, in... No, because then he's going to be... He's com- coming back as full-on kingpin. Because, like, yes. when he was in the white uh, prison robe, that was our first hint. It's like, oh, he's, he's full-on kingpin there, which is good. Um, it would only have been better if that... If if like he slightly undid that um, the white prison robe to reveal like a purple vest, can I tell you like, mm. what would have made that last scene better? Go on, because there was two points where a bit of uh, fan fiction took over my brain. That was the more prominent one. I thought he was going to walk into his cell and there'd be someone else there, and he'd sit down and say, and and the other guy say, and what are you supposed to be? He'll say something along the lines of, I'm the fucking kingpin, who are you? And he'll say, I'm the fucking bullseye, nice to meet you. <laughs> That's what I wanted. I want a costume. Or I want a brother costume. Or I <laughs> thought... Bullseye. <laughs> I thought when kingpin was in the motorcade in the last episode, I thought he's going to say, I hired a guy, and then bullseye was going to be the one to come get you out. Or... The last shot would be something like the end of Batman Begins when he gets handed the Joker card. Yeah. I thought he'd get handed something that's like Bullseye's season two's bad guy. Or he's got, got like a bullet hole through it or something like that. It's kind of like, we know a guy. And be like, ooh, that was so Because cool. I wanted Bullseye. Bullseye is, I think, just based entirely off Colin Farrell. Say what you will about that day, <laughs> but Colin Farrell's fantastic as Bullseye. And that's what I wanted. I was like... Well, the... The, the prevailing theory is that the sniper in oh god what episode is it? Oh, he shoots the police, dude. Yeah, the that theory is that is that's ball one. Okay, I doubt it. I think it's like one of the things where it's not like Spider-Man where you have multitudes of people to pick from. When it comes to Daredevil, you have Electra, you have Bullseye, and you have Kingpin. So we only had one. I imagine Electra and Bullseye are going to be nailed on for season two. People. Probably, pretty um, much. Right, so that's everyone dying. Fairly certain, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, because um, Vanessa made it, even though she pretty much accepted the offer to marry Kingpin. Which yeah. Is, which is, had to happen, which is fair enough. I, I was, Wesley I was, died, Owlsley died. Oh, Owlsley got chucked into friggin... He loved an elevator shaft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was awesome. Um, to be fair, he tried to screw Kingpin out of everything he owned. Fair enough. But I think what I wanted to talk about more so was, the, was why I thought that D'Onofrio was so good as Kingpin, where you learn more about his past, about how like his dad helped him learn to kick the shit out of his bullies. Kick him again! <laughs> kick him again! Kick him again! Kick him again! Kick and then again. how he killed his dad with a hammer. That was yeah. sweet. I oh, liked it that they pitched him so young in that one, because it kind of made the jump to like adult Kingpin. I was like, okay, this is basically that child. He hasn't grown up. Yeah. He's got a bit smarter. Oh, and a bit God, more... the start of that episode where it's like he wakes up from having a nightmare. And like and he it, goes about his morning, makes yeah. breakfast, then he puts a suit on, he shuts the thing, it's a dude covered in, like, it's a kid covered in ah. blood, you're like, oh god, am I watching a Kubrick movie, what is this? Ah, what's <laughs> happening? Um, yeah, I liked, I liked, that kind of made me, what's the word, um, not level out, that kind of made, married the two ideas together, like, it made me more accepting yeah. of Kingpin, the, the way that Zenofia was playing him, as like, almost like a childlike, like, 
he sees the world through a twelve-year-old's yeah. traumatized twelve-year-old's eyes. I, I don't know. I think that that has a lasting impact, though, because like you know, when when the Russian, I think it was Anthony, the the Russian one who didn't get Anton. Oh, no, when, no, when he did get. No, I'm sure it's Anthony, the one who did get to catch. It's Russian. He'd be Anton. Yeah, it'd be Anton. Why? Anton Y. Anton Y. Okay, Anton Y. So when Anton Y, uh, when Anton Y, like when he entered the, the restaurant where he was having dinner with Vanessa and she, like the silence fell, you were like, this dude's going to fucking die. Yeah. And that it's that kind of impact that I think D'Onofrio's like yes. presence just did. He's a so big right. dude. I remember I doubted you and saying I didn't think he was big enough. He's a big, big dude. dude. Um, the, the fight between him and Daredevil at the end, like against fully costumed Daredevil. Both of them were fantastic. That, that was so good. The one where he just kicked the shit out of Man of Man with Fear Daredevil was just kind of like, oh, yeah, but you've had a sword in the abdomen, have you? Well, that wasn't my favourite interaction between them. I really liked the first time that Matt Murdock and, Ke- and Wilson Fist met in the art, art gallery. gallery. Yeah. I was like, this is. There was, I oh, can't you can, remember specifically. I wasn't expecting that. I was like, oh, you can ask him now. Oh! <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yes. Um, sorry, you. You said they hinted at something for the future. Oh, Iron Fist. What's the Iron Fist thing? Uh, Is it just because she's Chinese? No, no, no. The actual symbol on the packets of the, <gasps> the cocaine... Is the Silver Serpent, which is the the force that fights against Iron Fist. Right, okay. So that's setting up the villains ah, for Iron I didn't Fist. Know. I did wonder why Go got away kind of scot-free. Yeah. After okay. landing the punch the daredevil that sent him flying. I yeah. Like, say, what? Well, that's, that ties into more about the whole like, Mr. Kenji and the Chi. And the Iron Fist force, which Iron Fist inhabits. Yeah, I read the story. That stuff, yeah. batty. It's fucking batty. With the mysterious, mysterious city of Kunlun. And he that's kills it. an undying serpent and plunges hand into his molten heart. As you do. Admit it. If they do that, which they might, that would be so that, cool to watch. Will. Like, um, I'm going to watch a dude literally kill an undying serpent. That sounds amazing. Yep, I'm down for that. No, I'm surprised there was no Jessica Jones stuff. I thought it'd be like a case of Jessica Jones just up at the end of this. Luke, I thought Luke Cage was going to show up at the end of Jessica Jones, but we've always seen set pictures that they are. Well, J- Luke Cage is on Jessica Jones from day one, apparently. Yeah, so which is good. Well, that's another thing we haven't had. We haven't had a married couple in in all of Marvel. No, we haven't. It might happen. Well, Have it we? will happen if it's going to No, we haven't even had like a previous relationship thing. They kind of hinted at something between Hawkeye and, and Black Widow, but that never really went mm, anywhere. Yeah. Um, so that'd be cool. You remember Budapest a lot differently. Like, and we don't know what happened, but it probably wasn't good, which is no. good. Um, but no, yeah, we haven't had a married couple. Uh, we haven't had anything particularly mystical, but obviously, I think the fact that well, they're putting... Thor is pretty mystical, Michael. Oh, okay. No, no. More about the arcane. Because Thor is more, more gods, but, gods and demons. Yes. Whereas the arcane, I think, is very smart by putting Iron Fist last if they're going to be doing that at the same time as Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. I was about to say which one's first out the gate. I uh, presume it's because my imagination is it's going to be Jessica Jones will be end of this year. Then this time next year will be Luke Cage, and then we'll have Iron Fist at the back end of next year. God, Christ, that's a far time away. Yeah, but back end of next year. Gary's going to turn up and be like, when does fucking Doctor Strange come out? It's not. It's not twenty six. It's next year. Is it? Yeah. I thought Spider-Man undercut it. No, it didn't. It undercut everything else. You sure of it? Because it undercuts Thor 3. So, civil, so next year is Civil War and Doctor Strange? Civil War and Doctor Strange. And then the year after that is 2017 is Spider-Man and Spider-Man, Spider-Man and... Yeah, Spider-Man and Thor. Then... Oh, hang on, I'm going to have to get the list. Black Panther now. also 2017. I'll Black fill, Panther's now 2018, but whatever. I can fill time in between. Um, yeah, just... Um, for comparison's sake, this is a little aside I can do whilst you're looking at this. In yeah, the sure. previous podcast, I promised to start ranting about um, Gotham. 
I am now going to rant about Gotham. Because whereas Daredevil was a result of careful planning, and they showed a lot of restraint in that you didn't. Now, I was obviously disappointed that I didn't get to see Bullseye, but you'll notice that I didn't put him in there in a prominent position, or Electra, or, you know, mountains upon mountains upon mountains of um, characters from like for the sake of cameos. Gotham has this problem in spades. In that the last two episodes was basically a scarecrow episode in which young Jonathan Crane gets injected with a fear serum and then runs outside and guess what? He happens to fall down in front of a scarecrow because they're a common thing in 2015 for people to still have scarecrows knocking about. Um, and this episode was the joke episode. You ready for this, Michael? Go on. Detective Gordon and his um, dipped-in-tea lady friend uh, visit a circus. Guess what circus it is? It's Haley's Flying Circus. Guess who they meet? They meet the Flying Graysons. And guess who gets the Flying Graysons to make it with the feuding other acrobat family so they can get together and make Robin... Obviously, it's uh, Lieutenant Gordon. Officer Gordon? Officer Gordon. Um, So that happens. So it's all the Flying Graysons. And then someone's dead on the campsite at the same time. What are the chances? And then... There's, she's a snake dancer, so Gordon knows to let the snake out the pen so he can go and find his dead woman, because she, of course she's going to be parked, have the body nearby the campsite. So they arrest the entire campsite, including the woman's slightly weird-looking son, who has a bit of a pomphy hair and is a bit odd. Then a psychic comes along from the circus and tells him um, a message from beyond the grave, and Dipped in Tea Lady believes the message from beyond the grave. And they go looking, and all the bodies there, or something's there. And then the psychic comes in, turns out the psychic was in on it all along, and it was the son that killed him, and the son's all timid and like, what? What? Finds out the psychic's his real dad. And then literally goes, nah, and turns to the camera in like the biggest Joker grin you can imagine, like going, she was a whore, and, and trying to do the Joker laugh, and all this very incredibly unsubtle stuff of like, he could be the Joker, couldn't he? Ooh, I wonder who he'll be when he's like, he's such a joker. Um, something else happened that was really annoying. And Barbara Gordon came back from a lesbian affair. I was all about that, by the way. <laughs> to find Catwoman and not Poison Ivy squatting her and Jim's apartment. And she has no problems with him and they instantly become gal pals. For reasons. That's just one episode's worth of awful. Jesus Christ. This has been a season-long slog of terrible. I can't tell you a single good episode that has happened on... Oh, how many has there been? We're about 18 episodes Too in. Too many. And they're all, they're all awful. So, yeah. How did this get renewed for a second goddamn series? Oh, Christ, no. So they're going to do even... Oh, I haven't even talked about Fish Mooney. Good Christ, that stuff's awful. I don't know where she is and I hate it. Okay, sorry, by the way. Getting back to Marvel. Because um, we're talking about Daredevil, funnily enough. So, at the minute, so we've got Daredevil out. We're getting... Presumably, we're getting... Back end of this year, we've got Jessica Jones. All done, which is great. Then we get 2016. As we know, we've got Civil War. At the same time, we're probably going to be getting Luke Cage, which can work. Then we've got Doctor Strange at the back end of next year, which is probably where we're going to get Iron Fist, which works. Then we're going to get the Defenders at the same time as Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which I'm okay with, because that's very much two separate stories. But that's when we get Spider-Man. Right, so is Doctor Strange next year and am I correct? Yep. So 2017 is Guardians 2, Spider-Man and Thor 3. Right. So they've got chance to do their Defenders at the same time as Guardians, for example. Right. Um, then, I swear to Christ, if they could do Spider-Man mm-hmm. and have Daredevil show up, that would be the tits. That would be that. pretty cool. That would be so good. But see, I, I don't know... 
I think once we've seen Age Avengers Age of Ultron, which I'm seeing tomorrow, you're seeing Thursday. Um, are you you seeing tomorrow as well? Tomorrow midnight. Oh, where are you going for the midnight? Yeah. Are you going to Warsaw? No. Where are you going? West Brom. Who with? My friend. You don't have friends. I know. Don't it's surprising. Um, okay. Um, so yeah, we're seeing it tomorrow, and then we'll get to recording another point for the review. Check out that one. Yeah, um, I think one. that's going to be the litmus test, because I think if... Right, the original plan I foresaw for how Ultron was going to make everyone, you know, turn on him and how we were going to get the vision was that Coulson was going to be the vision. And they were going to reveal that, you know, because he got brought back from the dead, he's basically half robot. They were hinting at this heavy in season one, it's kind of been dropped for season two when it's turned out that it's going to be Paul Bettany. Um, so I thought Ultron was like, S.H.I.E.L.D. has lied to you. I don't lie to you. Look, Coulson's not really dead. And now he works for me. And he'd be the vision and he'd revolt and da 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 yeah. Now, that's not going to happen, but I still think they could have Coulson. If Coulson's in this movie, I'm then thinking, right, all bets are off in terms of TV and film crossing over. But until that happens, I'm still a bit like... It's not to the same extent that DC are keeping them apart, but I well, still think it's all happening be... in the same universe, so there is an infinite possibility that they can and will cross oh, it is, over. It is, which is but good. there will become a, a tipping point where, in order to appease all the fans, like there'd have to be a cameo in every single scene. Like, they'd always have to be stood next to an open door and always have to have Matt Murdock and then Luke Cage walks past and then, you know, Rocket Raccoon walks past and everyone walks past. <laughs> it's like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. They're just an endless <laughs> cycle of, like, Marvel characters walking past this one door. Um, so, yeah, I think once you've seen that, we'll see whether they're going to be willing to do TV stuff right away. In which case, yeah, Daredevil can cameo in, in stuff and Luke Cage can cameo in stuff and Jessica Jones can cameo in stuff. And hopefully when we get to four, uh, sorry, Avengers Infinity War 2, it'll be everybody. Which They'll is have sweet. Fenders, Guardians will show up. And the and, the Avengers. And everything else. And that'd be sweet. I'm I'm still saying that there's going to be at least one throwaway line, I reckon, in, in Age of Ultron to Daredevil. We need a good if, lawyer. Even, even if it's <laughs> something like that, or even just go like, do you know there's a guy in Hell's Kitchen like beating the shit of things and if it's just that if it's just there's a guy in hell's kitchen like, <gasps> oh even better leave it open and there's some guy in a red suit running around new york beating people up so i heard that story too <laughs> that leaves it rather open for spider-man that makes me happy mm. in the pants right so with all i think we've we covered all the spoiler stuff now all the stuff we want to talk about all the juicy so. details all the deaths all the yeah. gore it's all sweet yeah. the costume looks badass yeah we want more, which is good because we're getting more. It's a while away, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Um, when it, I wasn't excited for Jessica Jones. I still don't think I'm going to be all that excited because I know absolutely nothing about Jessica Jones. But if it's this type of quality, then there's no reason why it shan't be good. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's still Marvel. It's still good. It's still good. And more importantly, praise be to Kevin Feige. Praise be to Kevin Feige. Because that man can do no wrong. Right. If you want to read up on Daredevil as like a primer before you get into the um, series, please check out the Daredevil uh, All You Need to Know article that I wrote on my website, thegoodreadslog.co.uk. You can follow along for updates on that website uh, at thegoodreadslog or on the Facebook page. If you want to read more about uh, the review of the Daredevil series, going into more in-depth moments than we have here, because we've got I've gone into some different things in my particular article in my Daredevil series written review over at fansdaemon.com, then go ahead uh, you can now go onto the blog section of our website and search by article type. And, of course, you can go straight for Pop Culture Club, where I talk about superheroes and stuff. That's at foulentertainment.com. Keep it tuned to the Twitter at foulent. Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash foulentertainment. And, of course, 
listening next time. And the podcast. next podcast. Because the next be one's going to be big. The next one's going to be big. You guys are going to love it. Uh, what if it sucks? <laughs> but, but what if it sucks? Fight of Black. <laughs> That's from Fanboys. You, you only need to watch that joke. It's the best joke they're doing. The entire movie comes two seconds before the credits. <laughs> yep. um, yeah. It won't suck, let's be fair. No. But to the level at which it's good, we still don't know. But the spoilerific version of that, that podcast is going to be so Prepare awesome. for the four-way epic that is the Avengers. Ah! <laughs> podcast. Essentially. Well, we'll see you in the next episode in a couple of days' time. See you later, guys. Bye.